Well, someone said the Lord is good. Y'all ready to go home? Okay. Okay, let me feel who's telling the truth in that right there. Well, I just want to minister for a little bit uh, what the Lord has, I feel that God has laid in my heart. So if you're able to stand, Brother Rick, Luke 13, verse 10 through 13. Luke 13, verse 10 through verse uh, 13. Uh, thank you, sir. A very familiar passage of scripture, very familiar. But this is what the Lord has laid on my heart. Whenever you're ready, Brother Ray. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could in no way rise herself up, raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. I didn't get this from T.D. Flakes. I mean, Jakes. Let's get going. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Now turn around and touch these people. Okay? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm not even looking down there at that brother. I may have some eyes staring back there. Key verse is verse 12. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loose from your infirmity. Now, the title is going to be just, it don't even seem like it fits, but I'm just giving you what God gave to me. I want to talk about the house of God. The house of God. The woman was loosed from her infirmity in the house of God. There are just some things that should transpire in the house of God. There's just something that should happen in our midst. And so I, I want to minister. And not only do I want to minister, I'm asking God to allow what's written in his word to be manifest in our life. And I believe God's going to do some things in our midst today. How many believe that? All right. Well, put your Bibles down, close your eyes, lift your hands, and let's pray over the written word of God that's going to be spoken today. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we are the sheep of your pastor. I'm asking God that you would anoint me as your vessel, God, to speak the oracles of God to your people. I'm asking, oh God, that your word would prosper where it's sent today. I'm asking God that your angels would encamp in this place and at your command they would minister. God, I'm asking that if there's any doubt and unbelief, Lord God, that you would run that out of this house. I plead the blood of the Lamb on this place today. And I'm asking God in the remainder of this service as your spirit has been with us. 
from the outset. Let it remain and let thy perfect will be done. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everyone say amen. As you're being seated, put your hands together and clap unto the Lord. Brother Rick, I will be throwing scriptures at you as they, as I get to them. A very familiar passage of scripture. It, it was one morning I was reading and doing my daily reading. Did my daily reading here at the church yesterday. And uh, I may share it with you next week on some promises that, that God has has made. And I was reading and this thing, this thought, Brother Mark, came to my mind is that this particular story, this happened in the house of God. I won't get ahead of myself. People in the world, when they're looking for God, Brother Thompson, when they're trying to find God, let's say they don't know God. They equate coming to church as a place to encounter God. And if they walk in a house of God and God is not there, how would they know that God is real? And so there are certain things that should happen in the house of God because, again, the unbelievers, when they're looking for God, they're not going to God in prayer. The first thing that says, I got to go to church, I got to find a church. And a lot of churches that they may find may be no different than what they're in in the world. There are certain things that need to happen in the house of God. Can somebody say amen? amen? So here it is in Luke chapter 13 in verse 10. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. The Sabbath was established in the Old Testament. It was a day of rest. It was the day that they really gathered as believers to to honor God and acknowledge God. God ordained this day for all mankind according to the Old Testament. Technically, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John technically is Old Testament. New Testament technically started when Jesus died and shed his blood and he rose from the dead. Technically, they were still up under the Old Testament. Now, for you and I, when you look in uh, Romans, and it's in, I believe, Corinthians, and we don't have time to look at that, when we study that out, we would find if you are a believer or a believer, every day is a Sabbath to you. Every day is as unto the Lord. But we have designated our Sundays and our Wednesdays as a day for believers to gather together to honor and to worship God. And so there are certain things that need to happen if we're truly 
in the presence of God. So he was teaching in one of the synagogues. Synagogues is an assembly of people. By an analogy, it is a Christian church. It's a congregation. So he was teaching in church. He was teaching in a congregation. He was teaching on the Sabbath day. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity. Eighteen years. And was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. She was bound in the house of God. That is not the will of God. If the presence of the Lord is in the house of God, how can a person be bound in the house of God for 18 years? I feel the Holy Ghost already. So I'm not going to finish, but I'm going to say until I get to a certain point. And I know I heard some things about series. I don't put series together. I follow the Holy Ghost. So if I don't finish today, I'll pick it up next week. That make any sense? 18 years, but what this woman did not know and understand that that day was a different day because the true presence of the Lord was in that sanctuary that particular day. Jesus being God manifest in the flesh, he discerned and he knew that this lady had been bound for 18 years. I want to tell you that the presence of the Lord is in this place today. And there is nothing that God doesn't know about each and every one of us that's here today. Somebody ought to say amen. If you're sick in your body, the Lord knows and he knows what type of sickness you have in your body. If you're struggling with an addiction, he knows and he knows exactly what addiction that you're struggling with. Somebody needs to hear me in the Holy Ghost. If you're weak in some area, God knows where your weakness is at today. You know why? Because the true presence of God uh, is in the house of the living God today. It's not just the house of God in name. It's the house of God in reality. feel like preaching in the house today. So the Lord discerned and he knew she'd been that way for 18 years. 18 years she came to church. 18 years she was faithful to the house of God. 18 years she may have gave a sacrifice. 18 years the high priest prayed for her and she wasn't any better. 18 years she kept coming and hoping one day that God will heal her. But the problem was the true presence of God was not in that place. But when Jesus came there, 
Nobody had to tell him nothing. When the presence of God show up, God knows everything. So I'm telling you, if you're going through something, you say no one knows. That's a lie that comes from the very pits of hell. I got a gift certificate for one of your sons. I think. Is that one of my Okay. Make sure you see me because I almost spend it. Make sure you see me at the church. Congratulations on graduating. Jesus showed up that day. I want to point something out. When, when, when I begin to dig just a little bit in the word of God, and the Lord says something, that's not the way it's supposed to be. You want to know how the enemy is stirred up and, and the enemy wants to attack because we're tapping him to the true move of God's spirit. It's more than just coming to church and, and having a good time, but we need to have a genuine encounter with God Almighty himself. That word spirit there simply means demonic. This lady had, and she didn't know that she had a demonic spirit. All she knew that she could not stand straight up. But it was a spirit of infirmity. It was a demonic spirit. It was a monality, the infirmity. It, it means a disorder or a disease of the body, especially one that is chronic or deep-seated. This spirit of infirmity was chronic for 18 years. It was deep-seated. She was bound by the devil in the house of God for 18 years. I want to talk about the house of God. That should not be so. If you're here and you got a spirit on you, friend, you ought to run to the altar and let me pray for you and let God deliver you up that spirit. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You said, Brother Jackson, you ought not to challenge that spirit like, oh, yes, I am. This is the house of God. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, no, 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 no. It can't come in here and bind you in the presence of God Almighty. If it's the true house of God, then you can be delivered. Hallelujah. So 18 years, this lady battled. With the spirit, Jesus looked at her and he discerned and he knew and he did not back down. He was trying to show them what it's supposed to be like uh, in the house of the living God. I'm telling you, friend, if you come in here with a problem and you come to encounter God, it is not the will of God for you to leave uh, the same way that you came. He is a deliverer. Come on, somebody. God is able to heal. Oh, that's about half for you, but I'm going to preach anyhow. I'm going to preach anyhow. Listen, he looked at that lady. When Jesus saw her, he called her to him. He didn't wait. He didn't wait for her to make her way. 
he called her to him because he discerned. And he said to her, woman, some ladies hate for you to call a woman. That is Bible. That's the word of the Lord. I know you that used to love me. You don't anymore. He said, woman, you are loose from your infirmity. He said, you are freed fully from that chronic, entrenched, demonic spirit. You are relieved from that chronic, entrenched demonic spirit. You are released from that chronic, entrenched demonic spirit. You are dismissed from that spirit. You are pardoned from that spirit. You are divorced from that spirit. You are let go from that spirit. You are set at liberty of that spirit. God has given us freedom from that spirit in the house of the living God. And he laid his hands on her. And immediately she was made straight. She didn't glorify him. She didn't know him. But she realized only God can do something like that. She began to glorify God. 18 years being bound. But that day in the house of the living God, she was set free. The house of God. Everybody say the house of God. There, there's just some things that should happen in the house of God. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble. I don't, I, I don't believe if you come to the house of God. And, and let's just use this story. And you are possessed. You are oppressed, friend. You don't have to check yourself in to a hospital. I'm going to preach. You don't have to take any medicine. Somebody needs to hear me in the Holy Ghost. Because it's the house of God. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. All you got to do is say, hey, somebody pray for me and God will deliver you. How many believe that need to happen in the house of God? We got to go back to what God established the house of God to be. Watch this here. When he done that, the reason why it never happened up until that point, because the presence of the Lord was not there. But when God's presence showed up, this is the reason why we have corporate prayer on Sunday mornings. So we can entreat the Lord. Because if God's presence don't show up, we're sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal and nobody's life is being changed. But we come and pray and we ask God's presence to be in our midst. Come on, somebody. We're not wasting our time. If the presence of the Lord is here, then somebody will be set free. All right. Second Corinthians 3 and 17. 
I just quoted that. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. A person is no longer dominated by invisible spirits, by sickness, by problems. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You are no longer dominated by an oppressing spirit. You are no longer dominated by sickness. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Let me say it again. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. You're not dominated. You're not constrained by the things of this world. You're able to lift your hands. You're able to lift your voice. You're able to magnify God. I'm telling you. And so the church is called the house of God. If it's God's house, then there are some things that need to happen in God's house. Are you, are you with me? All right, now you know how I'm preaching in a while, so I got to get it out. I got to get it out. Watch this here. Let's go to Luke real quick. I want to stay with this Luke. Luke, Luke 5. And Brother Rick, let's begin at verse 17. If you're able to hang in here, whatever you came with, you don't have to leave with. Let me say it again. Whatever you came with, you don't have to leave with. Oh, now I got my desk right and okay and a few amens. Whatever you came with, you don't have to leave with. Hallelujah. Now, let's look at this. Luke chapter 5, verse 17. Now, it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by. And Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by. Scribes is what they're called. Now, watch this here. Who had come out to every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Look, look, they came from everywhere. And they Gather. It was a gathering. And so when they gather, that constitute a congregation, a meeting place. And the presence and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. They were so religious that they didn't even know that the presence of the Lord could have took care of any problem that they had. Because Jesus was there. And the Lord said, what you don't recognize in the spiritual, I'm going to demonstrate to you right now in the natural. So let's go a little bit farther. I'm telling you, God's going to heal some people today. And there's some that need to be delivered. You don't need to tell nobody what you're wrestling with. All you got to do is say, pray for me. Before you get up in front of me, that spirit is going to say, I am out of here. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost. The house of God is a spiritual hospital. You may come in limping, but you're going to leave out walking. I feel the Holy Ghost in the house. Watch this here. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, 
whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. Look, they didn't run away. I said, you, our natural mind would say he's paralyzed. There is no way we haven't seen a paralyzed person that, that, that was here, but they brought him. And I want you to know where they brought him. Now, I am big on God using us outside the four walls, but it doesn't mean that there are things that should not happen inside the four walls. So they, so they brought him. What else, Brother Rick? And when they could not find how they might bring him in, they're going to bring him in. They're going to bring him into the house of God. Now watch this here. Because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. They put him through the roof. They said, we must get him in the house because the presence of the Lord is in the house. And when they got him in the house, they lowered him down in the front of Jesus Christ himself. I'm going to head him. I said, the Bible said we're two or three are gathered together in my name. What is that name? He said, there I am. Somebody need to hear me. In the midst of them, in the middle of them, in between them, before them, behind them. We are gathered together today in the name of Jesus. So they put him down, Brother Ernest. And look what happened when they put this paralyzed man down in the house of God, in the presence of Almighty God. What happened here? And when he saw their faith. And when he saw their faith, they was determined. They just knew it. If we could just get him into the house of God, if we could get him to the presence of God, if we could get him in contact with God, I know something is going to happen. They have faith. If you make up your mind and you come to the house of God with an expectation, we're going to get in trouble. You can have expectations expectation without a big name. I don't have to be named Martin Morgan. I don't have to be named somebody else. I don't have to be named this or that. You just got to come to the presence of God with an expectation in your heart and God will meet your need. All these people chasing personalities and running all over. What is wrong with you? Let me just talk about that for a little while. What is wrong with you? I'm going over here because they're here. Really? Are they serving some different God that you're serving? Are they filled with some different Holy Ghost than what you have? Somebody need to hear me. I don't need to hear any name or personality. The key is being in the presence of God Almighty. Bishop, I'm going to miss church. I'm going to miss church because so-and-so is somewhere really... What are you saying about your bishop? You're saying he can't hear from God? You're saying God can't work through him? A few weeks ago, one of the interpretations through sister daughters was the Lord said, put down your idols. And you can idolize men of God. You better put those idols down. She glorified God when she was here. 
She gave God the glory, friend. You got to magnify the name of the Lord. It has nothing to do with a personality of a name. It is all God. He saw their faith. And what happened, Brother Rick? And he said to him, man, your sins are forgiven you. In the house of God, your sins should be forgiven. We'll talk to you about that. What else happened? As the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Okay, let's back up. I'm missing something. Go back to that scripture again. Verse 20. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that one. Uh, Okay. So when he saw their faith, he said to him, man, your sins are forgiven. Okay. Let's keep going. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? He just forgave sin. And asked the question, who can forgive sins but God alone? He's trying to say, I'm trying to tell you who I am. I'm God in flesh. But they didn't grab it, so he went on. So he went on. But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Ooh, they never spoke anything, but there was reasoning in their heart. And watch this here. Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Rise up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Let's keep going. Immediately, he rose up before them, took up what he had been lying on, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. Glorifying who? Let's go a little bit farther. And they were all amazed. They were all amazed. And they glorified God. And And they all glorified God. And were filled with fear. Ah, oh, in reverence of God. And listen to the word. We have seen strange things today. They'd never seen that before in the house of God. When the presence of the Lord is there, there are certain things that need to happen in the house of God. God, no longer will we believe the lie of the adversary. If you come in sick, you're going to leave sick. I don't believe that anymore. If you come in possessed, you're going to leave possessed. I don't believe that anymore. You may come in possessed, but you can leave delivered. If you come in with a vice, you're going to leave without the vice. You're coming into the house of the living God. The world needs to know that the God we serve is a real God and that God is able to do what nobody else can do. How many want the house of God to be the true house of God? We got to have the presence of God. Jesus said, he said, I, if I be lifted up, if I be elevated, if I be exalted, I want you to listen to the principle. If I am raised up and made great from the earth, from the earth, the Lord showed me some from the earth, from the earth, from the earth, the earth, the earth. You got to catch this here from dust thou art and dust thou shall return. But he said, if I am lifted up 
from the earth. If I am elevated from the earth, if I am exalted from the earth, if I magnify his name from the earth, if I lift him up on high from the earth, I would draw. Come on, somebody. I would draw all men unto me. We are the earth. Oh, I am bored some of you to death. We are the earth. We want to see our loved ones saved. I'm going to show you in the word of God. The word draw all men unto me, meaning literally in the Greek, it means I will coerce them. I will drag them. In other words, I will send a spiritual force that they cannot deny that will make them comply to my will. If I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw men unto me. I will release a power like the world has never seen before. Listen. This is why we're going to sing in church. I don't care if no other church do it. We don't sing an hour and a half. And I'm going to say it as bishop. We're going to worship the Lord. And let me go ahead and say something else while I'm here. Hey, listen, friend. I don't care if the world out there are people that don't know God. In truth, wrote the song. Check this out. Jesus was walking with David's disciples. I said, Lord, tell that dude to stop. He's not following us. But he's doing works in your name. Jesus said, forbid him and leave him alone. If he's doing it in my name, then he's for us. He's not against us. They do it in Jesus' name. They may not have truth. They're not against God. The difference between them and us, we are anointed when we praise and worship the Lord. Am I making any sense? What are you doing? I'm not going to allow something to come into the house of God and contaminate what God is trying to do in our midst. He said, if I, if I be lifted up from the earth, we have the physical earth, but he's talking about us in principle. He said, I will draw, I will drag, I will spiritually coerce. I would send out a power and a force that will force them to comply to what I want them to do. Matter of fact, I don't think we lift him up enough. I don't think we glorify him enough. I don't think we magnify him enough. Well, Bishop, I don't feel like it. He said nothing about us feeling like it. You want to see him bring the people in out there? Then we got to elevate the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, Now watch this here. Watch this. You may say, well, I'm not going to get to where I want to go. You may say, that's the craziest thing I heard. I'm glad you said that. Because I'm going to bag it up in the word of God. Acts chapter 16. We're going to begin at verse 25. If I am lifted up in the house of God, there's some things that need to happen. We need to allow Sister One needed to worship the way she wants to and magnify God. Somebody hear me. We need to lift our hands in the house of God. We need to lift our voice in the house of God. We need to exalt the name of the Lord. If I get there today, I'm going to show you somewhere this emergent and reveling stuff come from. God, open my eyes to a scripture. 
they will tell you, you don't need to worship like that. Well, we better read this. I'm getting off track. I heard some stomachs growling and said, man, I got to go and eat. You need to hear up. Verse 25. Now watch this here. Watch this here. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to when God. When they was doing what, Brother Rick? Praying. Praying and, and? Singing. They were singing in prison. There was two that was gathered in. Jesus' name. So in prison, they was elevating him. In prison, they was lifting his name up. In prison, they was magnifying him. Hey, no one can shut your mouth in any situation. You can always praise him. And what else, Brother Rick? And the prisoners were listening to them. Oh! I know people say, y'all might need to come down and you may offend somebody. No, we're not. No. They get offended, they weren't really hungry. Let them get hungry. They're just getting there with us. They'll be rocking and rolling and all that stuff. There. The prison was listening to them. What else happened? Watch this here. Suddenly there was a great earthquake. Oh, wait a minute. The earthquake didn't happen prior to them praying. Prior to them singing. But when they began to, uh, yes, Lord, I hear, I'm hearing up. I'm just going to tell you what he said. You are not going to worship me. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> don't tell me God don't talk to you. It was, it was after or during the time in the prison house, they began to exalt him and elevate him and begin to magnify his name. And suddenly there was a, what, a great earthquake. And what else happened, Brother Rick? So that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. So when they began to exalt him, there was something that left that prison house and in an angelical force began to move in their midst. If I be lifted up, I will draw, I will coerce, I will drag men unto me by a power they have never encountered before in their life. You can't take our praise out of the house of the living God. Somebody hear me. You got to let the devil. You can't take my praise. You can't take my worship. You can't take my prayer. You can't take that from me. Mm. 